like about the way Jesus does it is he doesn't wait to appear to everybody else. It isn't like he, he exhausted his 10 appearances and then said, wait, I still got some time. Let me go check on some ordinary folk. Instead, Jesus appears to the ordinary. Jesus appears to the everyday folk on the same day. He comes out of the tomb. At the same moment that he is to appear to the disciples to confirm what Mary has said, he's also appearing to these two men on the road to Emmaus. Aren't you, aren't you glad that Jesus shows up for regular folk like you and I? Aren't you, aren't you glad that, 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 that Jesus is not relegated just to the, to the wishy-washy, to the to the highbrow, that Jesus will show up for you and I. What's interesting, though, what's interesting is while that is the case, Jesus shows up. The two men, we only get one of their names, Cephas. We don't know what the other guy's name is, right? right? And they're on their way to Emmaus. We ain't heard of Emmaus before. We don't hear of Emmaus afterwards. So they go into a town we don't know of, right? right? In fact, the word Emmaus just means hot springs, Right, it's, 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 it, ain't, it ain't deep, right? <laughs> right? They're, they're just two guys walking home, and yet Jesus shows up to them. That's what he'll do for us. But, but they're, they're, they're not just walking home. They're talking about what they just witnessed. They're, they're, they're talking about the fact that, that, that this Christ, this Jesus, this one who was to come to, to be the Savior, this one who was to come to get folk out of the Roman bondage and set them free to allow them to be able to have rule over their lives, they're talking about the fact that he failed. They're walking home. Carlton, they're upset. They, they are disappointed in the fact that Jesus didn't get to do what they thought he should do. And not only was he crucified and hung on the cross, but now we can't find the body because the tomb is empty. And so these, these men are not excited. They, they are not talking in, 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 in lovely terms about the goodness of Jesus. No, they are saying, what happened? Man, I thought we had it this time. Man, I thought we had a chance. And look what they did to the one that we thought we had a chance with. Look, look, look what they did to our hope. Killed it and took it from a tomb. They, they are walking with despair. They are discouraged about what they thought should have happened but didn't. And here, here, family, is what I want you to see. Jesus shows up anyhow. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. But I need you to see that Jesus will show up even in the middle of your despair. Je Je Jesus will, 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 will show up even when you are disappointed in him. Jesus will show up even when you are discouraged in the way things are working out. I need you to see Jesus is not scared of your disappointment. He, 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 he can handle your despair. He can handle your disagreement. Jesus shows up anyhow. 
What, what, what we often do, mother, is that we will tuck our disappointment behind Scripture. We, 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 we often have this, 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 this false narrative that, 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 that we got to walk around holier than thou. Huh? Huh? That, that we can only say good things about the horrible things that are happening or else it indicates a, a problem with our faith. And the reality is Jesus is not looking for us to put on airs. Jesus will show up in the middle of our despair because he's more important to be with us. That's the God we serve. He, he, he can handle your frustration. He can handle the fact that in your mind it didn't work out the way you thought it was supposed to. Jesus shows up anyhow to regular folk. You you don't don't need to come to your pastor to get a prayer through. You can sit right there in your Jeep. And Jesus, Jesus will show up right there, right there. You can be in the kitchen washing the dishes, huh? You always got to sway when you watch this. You mean kitchen washing dishes, huh? Huh? Talking to Jesus. And he will show up right there. Right there. He shows up anyhow. Anyhow. Two points, and I'm done. Two, two, two pieces of the text that I find absolutely amazing. One, one, one is this language here. It says, uh, uh, and, they, and, and Jesus sought to continue to go further, and they constrained him to come and stay with them. So it says in the text, Jesus was trying to keep going, and they constrained him to come and to stay with them. Here's the point. Have you constrained Jesus today? That, 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 that word constrained uh, uh, in its usage there in the text, means to force outside of someone's nature. It, it is not an easy word. It does not simply mean to invite calmly. To constrain means to take by force. To, to constrain has a violent nature to the word. It means you have to physically do something to get somebody to do what you want them to do. The text says they constrained Jesus to come to their house. It does not say they asked. Y'all see it already, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Doesn't, doesn't say they politely welcomed him if he was, if he was so willing to. No, it says they constrained Jesus to come. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. We back. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? It, mean, it, means, it means they pulled him. They, 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 they kept going and begging. They, 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 they pleaded with him. They, they would not let go of him until he came to the house. They wouldn't simply take no. They kept their hands on Jesus. They, they kept pulling Jesus and asking Jesus, won't you come? They would not let go of him until he came. Have you constrained Jesus today? Are you, are you so locked in on the need for the presence of Christ in your life that you're willing to not let go? 
that you're willing to beg and to plead and to pull until Jesus shows up? Are you so committed to God's presence, to God's revelation that you are willing to constrain him in this moment? Or is it, well, maybe next time. Okay, Christ, we'll, we'll try it again next year. They, they constrained him. And, and, and here's the thing, the thing about the need to constrain, and, and, and again, that, that wording says is to act outside of our nature, because here is the reality, it is in our nature to sin. It, it, it is in our nature to, to, to look for the easiest route. It's, it's in our nature to, to not work hard. It's in our nature to say, oh, this is too much. This is too tough. I'll get it. I'll get it later. That's, that's our nature, right? And so in order to act outside of our nature, we got to put some practices in place, some consistency in place. We got to keep doing the same things over and over and over again until we build new habit, until we build new appetite, until we build new desire. In order to act outside of our nature, we got to do some work. And so to constrain Jesus means I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to study my Bible. I'm willing to get into Bible study. I'm willing to read. I'm willing to pray. I'm willing to fast. I'm willing to turn some stuff down. I'm willing to be committed and consistent until my nature changes so I can constrain God to be present. Because if it's just about Sunday morning from 10 to 1045, that ain't going to do it, church. That ain't going to do it. If, if, if we're not doing this work Monday through Saturday, if, if we're not spending time with Jesus Monday through Saturday, if we're not spending time in our word, if we're not turning down some plates, sitting in quiet, monitoring our space, looking for that which is holy, if we're not doing that work Monday through Saturday, then watch this, we have not constrained the Lord. We simply invited Christ on Sunday morning. Would you come with me to church? Come with me to watch. Watch service for an hour. If we want to walk with Jesus, we got to constrain. Go outside of our nature, pull, and decide that I'm going to do whatever it takes to stay in God's presence. Remember, I was in, I was in middle school and I was playing football, and, and I, was the, I was the center, right, 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 and so we had this one guy who was super fast, super, I mean super fast, right, right, and, 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 and they had called this play that I was supposed to, you know, instead of, get, I was supposed to, you know, toss him the ball, right, right, and so, and so they, they, you know, and I, I, I went, got the ball, tossed him the ball, but somehow or another, my shirt got caught on his shirt. Right, right, and so he was fast and strong, and, and so now I'm being dragged all throughout, right, 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 right. and I, I want to let go, right, right, but I'm being dragged, and finally we get the play is over, and he, you know, wiggles off and just looks at me, and, and, and I'm like, you know, I'm, my bad, but, 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 but it reminds me of, of what we got to do with Jesus, right, because when I hook on to Jesus, what that means is I might go some places I hadn't intended to. 
When, when, when I hook on to Jesus, when, 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 I'm, when I'm locked up with Jesus, it means I might encounter some hurdles I didn't, I didn't want to take care of. I didn't want to engage in. But if I'm willing to be locked in with Jesus, if I'm willing to constrain Christ, that means I'm willing to go wherever Christ takes me. That's a tough word because it's comfortable here. It's comfortable here. It's a tough word. It's comfortable. It's safe. It's safe here. We, 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 we know all the demons here. Somebody say amen. We, 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 we know all the spots here. But in order to get to the next level, in order to get where God is taking me, it means I got to be locked in. Got to be willing to constrain Christ, to hold on regardless of how hard it gets, to, 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 to not let go, to trust that God is taking me further. Number one, if I want to walk with Jesus, I got to constrain Christ. And number two, number two, and I'm done, number two, and I'm done, not only must I constrain Christ, but then number two, number two, here is the question, who, who, who runs your house? Who runs, who runs your house? Again, one of the unique things in the text, and it's not even mentioned in the text. It's just something you got to know. One of, one of the unique things in the text is that when they get to the guy's house and invite Jesus, constrain Jesus to come in, right? The text says that they go to eat and Jesus breaks the bread, right? Breaks the bread. And, and when, he, when he picks up the bread to break it, the blessed to break it, uh, they realize it's Jesus, and then he disappears, right? What's, what's neat about that text is, is, is what you might miss is that Jesus had no business touching the bread to begin with, right, right, right? When, 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 when you are invited into somebody's house, the master of the house dictates the food. The person who runs the house, imagine somebody coming to your house. Huh, huh, you, you invite, and, and they walk in your kitchen and start making dinner in your house. It don't work that way. The person who runs the house makes the meal, right? And yet here is Jesus being constrained into their house, and we see Jesus take the bread and break it. Meaning when Jesus came in, Jesus took control over the house. When they invited Jesus in, Jesus' presence took control and authority over the house. Jesus ran the house. The question is, who runs your house? Who decides whether we break bread? Who decides whether we do this or whether we do that? We, 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 we say we invite Christ to be centered, but do we allow Christ to run the whole thing? Or do we just mention to Christ? Well, let's pray. <laughs> right, right, right. We'd already made the decision. Let's, 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 let's pray. How do we invite Christ to put his hands on the bread? To put his hands on the, on the decision over our household, the decision over our relationships and marriages and finances and all the different commitments and things we have to get done? Are we allowing Christ to decide whether we break it and what pieces get passed out? Or are we doing it on our own? Because I'm going to tell you something about Jesus. When he shows up, he wants to run it. And if he can't run it, 
He probably ain't gonna show up. Right? Right? So, 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 so we've got to decide, do we really want Christ's presence in our life? Are we willing, are we really willing to have Christ put his hands on our relationships? Do, do, do we really want Christ's hands over our finances? Do we really, really want Christ's hands over our mind, over our jobs, over our future? Are we willing to let Christ do with it whatever he's going to do? Because if we're not, then we're not really asking for the presence. Because when Christ comes, Christ wants to run the home. Christ walks in and takes authority over the bread. He didn't even ask nobody. Text says they brought him in, and he picked up the bread and began to break it in their presence. Can can, y'all imagine that? He he walked in and immediately took authority. I'll be willing to let Christ do that in our homes. Because if we are, then we can walk with Jesus. If if we are willing to, to, to number one, constrain the Lord, to to go against our nature, to, to, to physically and mentally and spiritually say we are not letting go. If we're willing to constrain Christ, we can walk with Christ. If we're willing to put in place practices and, and habits that help us to, to have a new appetite for Christ, a new desire for his presence, then we can walk with him. Then number two, if we'll let Jesus run it, He'll show up. If, if, if we'll let Christ run our house, run every aspect of our lives, then in any aspect he's running, he's present. But that's a hard word. Because we've got to be willing to let him, let him order our steps. We've got we to gotta be willing to let him, to let him order our steps to let him hold, to put every piece of what we're going through in the hands of Christ. And the reality is, <laughs> every time we put it in God's hands, he's going to break it. God, God, God is going to, it, you, listen, listen, I'm sorry. You, you, you don't get to get it back the way you gave it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You, you don't get to get it back the way you get. I know you gave it to Christ just how you wanted it. And you, well, you, can, you can work on this piece, but don't touch that piece and, and, and leave this the way it is because I had this five years ago and, it were, and, and I, I know you were expecting Christ to get it back to you just like this, but every time you give it to Christ, Christ goes, okay, thank you. And then puts it back together. He breaks it. He alters it. He changes it. Because God sees more of your destiny. He sees more of the field of your victory than we do. He sees how, how, how this piece placed here is going to work for you in 10 years. He sees how, 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 how this moment here is going to affect your grandchild and your great-great-grandchild. God, God sees more of the field than, than we do. So he takes what we give him and he reorganizes it in such a way that it blesses not just us but our generations. But to do that, he's got to break it. To do that, he's got to run it. And so again, number two, are we willing to let God run the house? Church, if we are, if we are, if we are, we can walk with Christ. And it is my, it is my desire for each of us, for each of us, 
whether online or in-house, it is my desire that in this week you will walk with Christ. You will constrain the Lord in such a way that you will go after his presence and that you will let God run every aspect of it. Not just a check-in or a prayer, but instead a complete give to God. God, you tell me how to handle this. God, you show me what to do with this. And look, watch this. I'll be still till I hear you speak. I won't mess with it till you say something. I'm going to leave it right there on the kitchen table till you tell me how to respond. I'm going to leave an email right there till you say what I should say back. I'm going to pretend like the text message never came. Until you tell me how I'm supposed to. Right, right, right. That's That's giving it to God. That's letting Christ run it. When we're willing to do that, we can walk with Jesus. Can I pray for you? Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us a roadmap. That, God, you've helped us on our own road to Emmaus. That, God, you showed up for us in the midst of our despair and uncertainty. That, Lord, you have been present. You have been there. I pray, God, right now, Lord, that you would give us the conviction and commitment to go after you, God. To hunger and thirst for you and you alone. We pray, God, that you would give us the conviction, Lord, and the commitment, God, that in our darkened days, that, God, you would give us light and allow us to see it. And, God, we thank you for newness. We thank you, God, for new opportunities. We thank you, God, for victories. We thank you, God, for all the ways in which you've given us an exit, all the ways in which you bless us. We thank you, God, for reorganizing our mess. We thank you, God, for restructuring our stress. We thank you, God, for all the ways in which you bless us, God, in spite of ourselves. We thank you, Lord, for that grace, for we can't do nothing without it. We can't do nothing, God, without your grace and without your mercy. And so for that, God, we just say thank you. Now, God, cover us now. Be with us now as we come to do your will and and do your your word. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. Get your your communion communion set. Get your communion set.
on the night that he was to be crucified, he gathered his disciples together one last time. And just like he did in Cephas' house on the road to Emmaus, he picked up the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body which has been broken for you and for me. Take eat in remembrance of him. Take eat in remembrance of him. And likewise, he picked up, he picked up the wine and he said, this is my blood that has been poured out for you and for me. Take drink in remembrance of me. Take drink members. That night, while they were still at the table, Jesus said to them, I give you this new command. Now that you have eaten of my bread and drinking of my wine, now that you have sat at my table, I give you this new command. That you may love others the way that I have loved you. Family, today, today I give you this new command that as you go into this week, may you love others the way that Christ has loved you. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, for every heart, for every soul that is listening, we pray the covenant prayer you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thou art the kingdom, the power, and the glory.